You're listening to the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast. Remember to like, share, comment, subscribe, and click the bell to make sure you get the latest episodes of the podcast. Be sure to like and share our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast. And on today's episode of the podcast, we're previewing the test series between New Zealand and Australia. And for the first time since 2016, New Zealand and Australia will face off in a test series in New Zealand. Australia won the last series in New Zealand back in 2016. They won 2-0. And also that series is best remembered for Brendan McCullum scoring uh, the fastest ever test century in history in his 100th test, which came in the second test of that series. So quite a memorable series on all levels. Um, what will 2024 bring us in this series? Only time will tell. Uh, but the question that uh, everyone's asking going into this series is, can New Zealand finally break their hoodoo against Australia and win their first test series against Australia since 1990? Or will Australia continue their utter dominance over New Zealand and retain the Trans-Tasman Trophy? And uh, that is the question that needs to be answered at the end of this two-game test series. And um, definitely Australia start off as favourites, obviously, because they're, they're in good touch, they're in good form, they've, they've won a few test matches, uh, whereas New Zealand, a bit indifferent in test cricket over the last few years, and they'll be hoping for a better result in this series. But only time will tell. And it's sure to be an interesting series. It always is between New Zealand and Australia. It's big brother versus little brother. Uh, the rivalry, the relationship between the two countries stems a long way uh, in time. And um, it, it, it's going to be a great series nonetheless. I think we're going to see some good cricket and, uh, you know, hopefully some entertaining test matches across the two games. Um, in saying that... Um, Let's get into this preview and, and talk about uh, both teams and how both teams will need to go about their business to try and win this series across the two test matches. But before we discuss and talk about that, let's have a look at the test series fixture between New Zealand and Australia. Just see where two of the test matches will be played um, across this series. So the first test match will be played at the Basin Reserve which is in Wellington, and that will be on the 29th of February. And the second and final test match of the series will be played at the Hagley Oval in Christchurch, and that will be on the 8th of March uh, to end the series uh, between Australia and New Zealand. So that's the test series fixture. Let's have a look at the uh, test stats between New Zealand and Australia. Head-to-head -head in test matches overall, uh, New Zealand have won eight test matches to Australia's 34 test matches. So a very dominant record there for Australia, no surprise. Both teams' records in New Zealand in terms of test matches, in terms of victories and wins, New Zealand have won five test matches to Australia's 14 test matches. So yet again, Australia dominant, not only in Australia against New Zealand, but also in New Zealand as well. Uh, leading run scorer is Alan Border with 1,500 runs. Leading wicket-taker is Sir Richard Hadley with 130 wickets. Most dismissals, uh, Rod Marsh with 58. Most catches, Alan Border with 31. Most matches, Alan Border with 23. And the first test match played 
between New Zealand and Australia was back in 1946. So those are some of the test stats between New Zealand and Australia over the years when it comes to test matches. Uh, let's talk about how both New Zealand and Australia will, will go about their business in this series and talk about the challenges and what they need to do to overcome those challenges to try and win the series for their team. Uh, let's start with the home side, New Zealand. And first of all, have a look at the squad that's been selected for the New Zealand team. Uh, Southie, Blundell, Conway, Henry, Cluggan, Latham, Mitchell, O'Rourke, Phillips, Ravinda, uh, Satner, Williamson, and Young. And that's the squad that New Zealand have selected for this test series against Australia. Um, New Zealand, coming off a 2-0 series victory over South Africa, be it against South Africa's 4th 11, um, but New Zealand were expected to win that series comfortably, and they did. So they go into this series against Australia with a bit of, uh, uh, bit of confidence and form under their belt. But uh, it's going to be a different challenge up against Australia. That's that's to be uh, said. Um, and they do face an uphill battle, New Zealand. Uh, let's be honest. Uh, New Zealand's record against Australian test matches isn't the best. Uh, it's always been the case ever since they dot. Um, and a couple of alarming stats for any New Zealand fans listening is that, you know, New Zealand haven't won a test series against Australia since 1990, and that series was in New Zealand, that test series. So it's well over 30 years since they've won a test series against Australia, and they haven't won a test match against Australia since 2011-12. And that victory, the last victory that they won in 2011-12 was the memorable test match in that series in Australia where they won in Hobart, and uh, Doug Bracewell took five wickets on a green top and David Warner scored his first ever test century in the second innings of that run chase and nearly got Australia over the line. It was a pretty good test match in the end. And that's the last win for New Zealand. That's well over 10 years ago now. Um, so they do face an uphill battle going into this series, New Zealand. Um, for New Zealand, the, the biggest challenge for them is not so much the batting and the bowling side of things, which they will be tested up against Australia's quality batting lineup and also quality bowling attack. Um, the, the biggest challenge for them is the psychological battle. And um, that is the biggest talking point for New Zealand, is that they always have a problem where they come up against Australia and they don't quite get over that uh, psychological battle. We saw that in the T20 series recently. I know it's a different format, T20 cricket, test cricket, but even in the T20 series, you saw what happened. Australia just dominated and New Zealand always struggle to, to overcome that. So going into this series, that's going to be the biggest challenge for Tim Southey as captain and for the New Zealand team to try and overcome. Uh, they've got to try and believe that they can actually beat this Australian side, not go into the series and say, we're going to get pumped in two test matches, which could happen. Um, it did in 2019-20. They lost three test matches in a row in that series, all by big margins. Be it in Australia, uh, this is in New Zealand. But still, they, they can't go into this series with that attitude. They've got to go into this series believing that they can win, uh, whereas everyone else saying they can't win. Um, so you've got to try and block out those uh, negative thoughts. And, and for New Zealand, they've got to try and change the narrative. I think it's a good opportunity for them 
I think they'll be chomping at the bit at this challenge, but it's an almighty task to try and overcome this juggernaut of Australian, of an Australian team. Um, so that will be the biggest talk uh, challenge and talking point is how can they overcome that New Zealand um, going into this series? There'll be high expectations. People in New Zealand will expect New Zealand to perform well and do well and you know, hopefully win the series. But on the other hand, we'll probably have the thoughts in their minds saying that, you know, it is going to be an almighty task given the past history with New Zealand up against Australian test matches. And I think for Tim Southie, it's going to be the big, big challenge of his captaincy career. He hasn't been in the job for too long, Tim Southie, since he took over from Kane Williamson. Um, he hasn't been in the job for long. And this is going to be his biggest test. Um, and actually in this series, uh, which is a bit of a rarity. You don't see it often these days. But for the first time since I can remember, we're going to have two bowling captains, Tim Southie for New Zealand, Pat Cummins for Australia, which you don't see every day. Um, definitely Pat Cummins is well ahead of Tim Southie in terms of the captaincy experience. Pat Cummins has built up his experience. He's won World Cups. He's won a retained Ashes Series, uh, World Test Championship captain, of course whereas Tim Southie uh, only new into the job as test captain for New Zealand. So this will be his biggest challenge, Tim Southie, as captain. How can he rally the team to try and overcome uh, the powerhouse that is Australia? Um, so for New Zealand, they, coming into this series, they had a few injury concerns. Obviously, Devin Conway's being ruled out of the first test because of a thumb injury that he picked up in the second T20 against Australia. Uh, also, uh, Rachan Ravinda, uh, he's cleared to play this series. Um, he had a bit of knee soreness um, and uh, didn't play the last two T20s against Australia because of that. Also, Darren Mitchell comes back because of an injury concern, but he's raring to go. Uh, obviously, Neil R Wagner retired, uh, so there's no rematch with Neil Wagner and Steve Smith like we saw in 2019-20 with the short ball ploy and tactic. So we're not going to see that in 2024, Neil Wagner retiring. Even though he was named in the squad, uh, he announced his retirement and uh, uh, it was quite um, an emotional uh, announcement to make for Neil Wagner. And it, it always is when you retire. It's always a, a sad time when you uh, finally retire from the game. But, uh, you know, he, he was definitely a, a very gritty competitor with the ball and he you know, bowled some very tough spells in his career. So he'll be sadly missed from a New Zealand point of view. But I think the one person that won't be missing his company is Steve Smith, given that battle that he had with Neil Wagner in the last series in Australia in 2019-20. Uh, so New Zealand have had a few concerns and retirements going into this series. Um, so in terms of the batting and bowling for New Zealand, they have to really bat above their best and bowl above their best. I think they'll have to be at 120% to win against Australia. They have to play above their standard. Um, that's the only way I see them beating Australia. They've got to bat well. They've got to bowl well. They've got to score rounds. They've got to take wickets. And for some of the batters and some of the bowlers, going into this series, um, a lot of them are in a bit of a, a form slump and some are in good touch and good form. And... Uh, for New Zealand's point of view, they will need everyone to be at their best with bats and ball. Uh, but definitely with the batting side of things, they'll rely heavily on Kane Williamson. 
the series just gone against South Africa. He scored over 400 rounds, averaging well over 130. He scored 300s in that series. I think he scored two in one in, uh, two in one test, back-to-back innings. Um, he's a class player, and New Zealand always rely on him to get the job done. So he will definitely have to be the one to really carry this batting lineup for New Zealand. Also the same with Rachin Ravinder. What a talent he has been. We've seen him in the World Cup last year in India. I was very impressed watching him. I think he's got a bright future ahead of him. Um, in the South Africa series, he scored 240 uh, in that in that uh, series and, and uh, did pretty well. So he's going to be another one that New Zealand will rely heavily on with the bat. Um, also, you've got players like Tom Latham. He averaged 23.25 in that series against South Africa. Uh, Glenn Phillips averaged 21.5. Tom Blundell averaged 10. So that's not good for New Zealand going into this series against Australia, especially with Latham, uh, Phillips and Blundell, who may participate in this series. That's not good going into this series that they're not scoring the runs and not producing. So that's a concern for New Zealand. So they're going to rely heavily on Williamson and Ravinda, you would think. Also maybe as well from Daryl Mitchell, who's been playing really well in Test cricket of late. Um, so I think those three batters they're going to rely heavily on. The others are a bit indifferent with their form at the moment, and, and that's a concern for New Zealand. So I think they will face some difficulty there. They'll definitely be tested by the Australian bowlers, no doubt especially in conditions that are useful and quite handy for bowling. Uh, New Zealand pitchers do have a bit of grass on them, but um, the ball does move around a bit. But once you get through that, it becomes easier to bat on. And we've seen some high scores being produced in New Zealand in recent times. Um, so for New Zealand, the batting side of things, the other batters have got to step up. They've got to support Williamson, Mitchell and, and Ravinder, you would think. But they're going to rely heavily on those batters, as I just mentioned. In terms of the bowling side of things, um, their bowlers did pretty well against South Africa recently. Uh, Will O'Rourke um, made his debut against uh, South Africa and took nine wickets for the match. Um, got a fifer on debut, so he's a promising talent. Uh, Matt Henry took six wickets in that game, in that series, I should say. Um Ravinda and Satner, in terms of the spin combination, took six wickets. Uh, Glenn Phillips, the part-time off-spinner, as he's becoming now, took three wickets in that series. And Tim Southey was a concern. He only took two wickets in two games. So for New Zealand to, to be effective with the ball, Tim Southey's got to lead the way. He's well-experienced, 300 test wickets. Uh, he would not be happy with that import that he put in the South African series. He will need to up. Uh, his performance against Australia in this series if New Zealand are going to be dominant and they are going to win this series. Um, so with the batting and bowling, New Zealand will face challenges. They will be tested up against Australia's batters when it comes to the bowling side of things. And when the batters have to face the Australian bowlers, they'll be tested. And they will because the Australian, the Australian bowlers are quite relentless. And we'll talk about that a bit later when we talk about Australia. So just to finish up about New Zealand, uphill battle they've got to change the narrative the narrative for many years has been that new zealand every time they play against australia they can't win well they have won test matches in the past it's not impossible uh, australia can be beaten look what the west indies did in the last test of the gabba of that series 
Australia lost and the West Indies won. So they can be beaten. This Australian team can be beaten. Uh, New Zealand just have to believe that they can do it. That's the biggest challenge for them. That psychological barrier, can they overcome that? That is their biggest hurdle and biggest challenge. Also, as I mentioned, the batting and bowling has to be at 100%. They can't afford to be substandard when it comes to the batting and bowling. They've got to post as many runs as they can. They've got to bowl very well. They can't afford uh, to allow Australia to dominate. They, they've got to dominate themselves, New Zealand. So, um, And it'll be interesting to see how Tim Southie goes about his captaincy as well. Uh, be interesting to see how he goes as captain and Pat Cummins because they're two different captains. Even though they're two bowling captains, they captain in a different way, and that's uh, going to be interesting to see how the two captains go about their business. So it'll be interesting to see how Tim Southie goes about his business compared to Pat Cummins in this series. Um, so to finish off about New Zealand, as I mentioned, going to be a big challenge for them, but they've got to believe that they can overcome this Australian team. It's going to be hard work. They've got some quality players in there. You've got Williamson, you've got Ratchan Ravinda, you've got Tim Southie uh, who can do the job. Um, but the whole of the squad, whoever plays in the 11, all 11 players have to stand up and they have to perform well. Otherwise, um, New Zealand probably ain't going to win this series if they don't do that. But they'll give it a go, New Zealand. We know they are fighters. They do fight. They will definitely not give up um and hopefully they can finally change the narrative around but um, it's going to be an uphill battle for new zealand so plenty of work for new zealand to do going into the series it's at home what can they do uh can they change the narrative around that's that's the question for new zealand so that's new zealand and that's my thoughts on new zealand and how they will approach this series let's move on and talk about the australian team and how they'll go about things in this series against New Zealand. First of all, let's have a look at the squad that they've selected for this series. Cummins, Bolan, Carey, Green, Hazelwood, Head, Kawaja, Labashane, Lyon, Mitchell Marsh, Nessa, Renshaw, Smith, and Stark. And it's a pretty strong squad, um, you have to say. Pretty good squad. Compared to New Zealand's squad, it's a much experienced squad. It's well-balanced. Um, they've won a lot of games. Uh, this core group of players have been together from the World Test Championship final, from the Ashes, and from the Australian summer that's just gone. It's a strong core group that they've built up, this Australian team. Uh, obviously, number one test team in the world. Uh, they're playing some good cricket, um, and they'll be eager to, to really cap off what has been a good few months in test cricket because um, I do believe after this series Australia don't play a test match until the next Australian summer which uh, I will have to check on that but I think that's the case so Australia will be determined to finish off uh, the test uh, series here in New Zealand on a good note before they have a long break from test cricket for a while um, in in terms of um, Australia's record in New Zealand it's pretty good as I met as we had a look before at the stats they've They've done pretty well in New Zealand and Australia over the years. Um, very different conditions, uh, but they've always got the job done. Um, so the last series in 2016, they won 2-0, and that was a pretty dominant series by Australia. Uh, they won the first test by, well, an innings and 
and over 50-odd runs, and they won the second test quite convincingly as well in that series. Um, so it was a very dominant series. Um, obviously, they scored 500 runs in both test matches, um, and they just dominated in that series. Um, and they will encounter similar conditions to what they encountered in 2016 to this series. And it's very important that Australia do have a bit of experience when it comes to players playing in New Zealand. Um, so out of the squad, there's five players who have played in the last series in 2016. They're Steve Smith, Usman Kawaja, Mitchell Marsh, Josh Hazewood, and Nathan Lyon are the only five that have played in the 2016 series, whereas the other members of the squad, um, it's their first time playing a test series in New Zealand, um, especially for Cummins. And also for Mitchell Stark, um, I think in 2016 he was injured and, and didn't take part in that series, I, I think from memory. Um, so, But it's good to have that mixture of experience for Australia. Some have played in New Zealand, um, which, is, which is good in terms of that uh, familiarity with the conditions. And obviously for Steve Smith, he was captain in that tour in 2016, and now he's not the captain. Uh, but he returns to New Zealand uh for a second time in terms of improving his record but just going back to that series as i mentioned uh, uh, australia won the first test by an innings in 52 runs um and that was played in wellington so pretty much the series in 2016 to this series in 2024 will be played at the same venues be played at the basin reserve and also at hagley oval which is in christchurch and that's what happened in 2016 as well uh, they played at the same venues. Um, so a bit of deja vu there. But uh, going back into that series, you know, Usman Kouash has scored 140 in that first test. Adam Voges scored that two, 200. Um, and we remember Adam Voges in that innings. Um, he got bowled and it was called a no ball. Um, but it wasn't a no ball. And that sort of led the debate in terms of the third umpire calling no balls. And I do remember that. That stuck out in my mind. And I think many people remembered that moment if if you watched the series at the time where he he was batting well, Adam Burgess. 200 was a, was a pretty good effort um, and uh, got bowled. And uh, it, wasn't it was called a no ball. He survived, but it wasn't a no ball. And uh, that created a lot of controversy and debate at the time from memory. Um, so Australia won that first test quite easily. The second test was in Christchurch in Hagley Oval, and that's where uh, Brendan McCullum in his 100th consecutive test match and his last test match because he retired from test cricket, scored the fastest ever test century uh, ever. Uh, he scored 145. And then Australia went on to post 500 in that game, and Joe Burns, a name from the past, scored 170, and then Steve Smith scored a nice 138 in that test match and, and Australia chased down 201 runs with ease. They, they won by seven wickets and um, they won the series two nil. So that's what happened in 2016 from the Australian point of view in that series. Um, so Australia coming off a good summer. Uh, they won against Pakistan three nil. They would have been disappointed to draw the series against the West Indies, but you know, I, I don't think we can blame the West Indies for winning that last test of the Gabba because it's what test cricket needed. Um, but Australia, you know, didn't play well in that last test. They, they could have done better if, if they were honest. Uh, but coming into this series against New Zealand, they'll be confident. 
uh, knowing that the record that they have against New Zealand is pretty good. Um, they dominate against New Zealand um, and they have a pretty good record against them. Um, in terms of um, the talking points, um, there's not too many concerns with Australia in terms of the bowling. Uh, I think the bowling attack, you know, Stark, Lyon, Hazelwood, uh, Cummins, a well-experienced bowling attack, over 250 test wickets each. They're all in the top 10 leading wicket takers for Australian test cricket. Uh, the bowling will sort itself out. There's no concerns with the bowling, I don't think. That will sort itself out. Uh, but the a couple of uh, talking points with the batting, and that's the top order, and Steve Smith batting as opener, and Cameron Green at number four. Those are the talking points. We'll start with the top order, first of all. They need to contribute more. Last summer, just gone here in Australia, Usman Khawaja, Smith, Labashain did not have prolific summers. They would have been disappointed by their standards. So they will need to contribute more. Um, that's going to be important for Australia is that the top three uh, contribute. Um, and to be fair, during the summer that's just gone in Australia, you know, Pakistan and the West Indies bowled well at times. The pitches had something in them, especially across the summer. It wasn't easy for batting at times. So you've got to factor in those uh, factors and also a bit of uh, lack of execution as well from the Australian batters. It didn't quite do the basics well enough and uh, players struggled with their techniques a little bit. Um, so hopefully they've had a chat about that. Um, and it's very important that either Kawaja Smith opening or Labashin at three, one of them scores a big hundred. So then that sets up the foundation for Travis Head to come in, Carey, Green, and Mitchell Marsh to do their business. Um, so very important for Australia to, to, to have that consistency with the top order in this series. Um, and got to be very important uh, to score runs and be very productive if they can. Um, Steve Smith as opener. Um, we saw some good signs in the last test against the West Indies where he carried his bat, got 91 not out in the run chase, nearly got Australia over the line. Um, Hopefully for Smith, he, he can build off that confidence um, and translate that into the New Zealand series. Obviously, for a start, he would he would not have to face Neil Wagner because Neil Wagner's retirement, so he doesn't have to face some short ball deliveries. I think New Zealand will go to a traditional method to Smith in this series, use the new ball, he's opening the batting, bowl good line and length, and, and I think they'll stick to that. So for Smith, um, he... He's got some good memories in New Zealand, as I mentioned earlier. He scored 100 in 2016. He scored that 130-odd um, in the second test um, in 2016. And he scored over 260-odd runs in that series. So he's got some good memories on the last tour from New Zealand Smith. So hopefully he can translate that with the opening position. Um, and hopefully him and Kawaja can establish a good opening relationship and partnership. Um, so only time will tell. Um, also Cameron Green at number four. Um, for him, can he build off the confidence that he got in the Sheffield Shield? He scored 100 recently for WA. Uh, that will boost his confidence, no doubt. And hopefully he can translate that into number four. It's a new role for Cameron Green, transitioning from batting at number six to number four, um, moved up a couple of places in the order. Uh, for him, it's all about the confidence. Can he build off the confidence of the 100 in the Sheffield Shield? Because uh, he can do it. 
you know, I think the problem with Cameron Green, we always talk about it, is that he's a bit uh, bit stiff in terms of not being loose at the crease. He's a bit robotic. Um, he needs to relax a little bit and, and just go out there with a sense of freedom and, and a sense of belief that I can do it. And he has done it. You know, he scored a test century in India. That's a that's a monumental achievement. Yes, it was on a flat pitch in Ahmedabad, but it was a test hundred in India, and not a lot of people do that um, in those conditions. So he's got the talent, he's got the skill green uh, to to perform at this level. You know, his fielding, his bowling is good. We, you know, he provides a lot in that in those aspects. The batting, if he can get that to click, then I think he he'll be pretty good in terms of going forward in his test career. So that's another talking point. Can Green really capitalise at number four for Australia? So really that's the concern for Australia is that can Smith be successful in this series as opener? Can Cameron Green really submit number four? And can the top order score runs on a consistent level? Uh, if Australia can get that right then you got the bowling attack, which will take care of itself. We don't need to talk about the bowling because the bowling's superb. Uh, it's the best attack in the world by miles. Um, and they should challenge the New Zealand batters when it comes to the bowl, uh, bowling side of things, uh, Australia. So Australia, you know, if they get the batting to click in certain aspects, then I think they'll have a, a very successful series. So, so for Australia, they just need to sort that problem out. Top order. Smith and Green at opener and four, um, and then the middle order will take care of itself, and then the bowling attack will take care of itself. And you know, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good, good squad, and uh, they'll be chomping at the bit to to really perform well in this series, and and, and no doubt they will um, definitely, definitely do that. So uh, with Australia, uh, they'll definitely test New Zealand in certain aspects, and it, it, it's it, it's a good squad, it's an experienced squad. They've played a lot of cricket with each other over the last few months. It's it's a well-drilled uh, squad. They know what they're doing. Um, they're performing well. They've won a few test matches in recent times. They come into this series um, playing some good cricket, and hopefully they can continue that on Australia. So uh, that's Australia in terms of how they'll go about things in this series and um, what they need to do to try and beat New Zealand here in New Zealand in this series. Um, in terms of uh, predictions, my predictions for the series, in terms of who will win the series, leading the run scorer, leading the wicket taker and all that stuff. Uh, so as, as we mentioned before numerous of times in this preview today, the last series in 2019-20, which was in Australia, Australia won 3-0. The last series in New Zealand in 2016, Australia won 2-0. Uh, so Australia start off as favourites to win this series. Um, so I, I would think Australia will win the series again here in New Zealand. Um, to me, they're a much better experienced side than New Zealand. Uh, New Zealand have been up and down in Test cricket of late. Australia have been on a high uh, World Test Championship, winning that, retaining the Ashes, and having a pretty good home summer recently. Uh, Pat Cummins has captained pretty well, um, and I, I think Australia will definitely go on and win this series. You would think 2-0, given the recent history and pattern of the results that Australia have won against New Zealand in Test cricket of late, 
you would think that that pattern and trend will continue. Um, so I think Australia to win the series. In terms of leading run scorer, uh, you've got some good batters on both sides. Um, when it comes to the batting side of things from New Zealand and Australia, um, just as a prediction, just to to choose for the sake of it, I'm going to go with Mitchell Marsh. Um, he's been batting well of late. Um, you know, he's certainly turned things around in, in Test cricket for him. So I'm going to go with him as leading run scorer, leading wicket taker. I'm going to go with Pat Cummins. You know, he's he's had a pretty good time with with the ball, Pat, and I think he's going to do some good things here in New Zealand. Um, and for him, especially first time playing a test series in New Zealand for Pat Cummins, I think he will want to make a good impression. Um, and also he's got confidence. He's captain well. Yes, he has his critics when it comes to the captaincy and how he goes about other things. But really, you know, he's in good touch. He's scoring some runs with the bash as well. Uh, so I'm going to go with him as the leading wicket taker for the series. Um, my final thoughts. Um about this uh, New Zealand and Australia test series. Um, I think it's going to be a, another good series between New Zealand and Australia. Always is between New Zealand and Australia. We always see some good cricket, good performances. And it's good to see both teams playing in New Zealand. It's been a long time since the last series. So uh, we should play more uh, series against uh, New Zealand and Australia. It's been less and less over the years. And, and hopefully beyond this series, we can see more cricket being played by the two countries. It, it it makes sense because Australia and New Zealand are not far apart from each other in terms of geography, um, and uh, we, we should play more against them. Uh, but that hasn't been the case over the years, and that's that's gone back since, you know, 1946 when they first played against each other. Um, so it could be improved and it could be better. Um, but to be honest, you know, I'm really expecting – uh, a good series. Um, you know, let's see some good test match cricket across the two test matches. It's it's a, it's a shame that it's not a three-game series. There's been a lot of talk about uh, three test matches being the minimum for a series, not two. But that's just the way it is at the moment in the current climate and situation that international cricket places, and especially test cricket at the moment. Uh, so it, it's just the way it is. Would have been nice if we had a third test. But you know, from my point of view, I hope we have a really good competitive series across the two test matches. Uh, just want to see some good cricket. And I think that's what everyone wants to see, some good old-fashioned test match cricket. And, um, you know, may the best team win at the end of the two test matches. Um, and um, Australia definitely start off as favourites. But, you know, New Zealand, do they have that self-belief? Can they, can they overcome this uh, psychological battle? Uh, that they have against Australia. That will be the biggest challenge and question that they will have to ask themselves and overcome. Only time will tell after the two test matches. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to our test series preview between New Zealand and Australia. Stay tuned for more episodes and live streams on the Dibbly Dobbly podcast from the New Zealand and Australia test series. Uh, if you're watching or listening uh, to this episode of the podcast on our YouTube channel, and let us know your thoughts on this test series between New Zealand and Australia. In the comments, we would love to hear what you have to say. Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep safe and bye for now.